Welcome back, everyone, to Web3 Weekly, the most relatable and reliable NFT, crypto, and Web3 technology podcast in the nation. Today, I am lucky enough to be joined by Frankie from Canacrew and Canacrew Games. The Canacrew is not just cannabis, it's culture, and the culture Frankie is a part of is amazingly different. So in today's episode, I want to learn more all about what Frankie does with Canacrew and all the intricate details that are that uh, Canacrew uh, is a part of. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Frankie onto the podcast. What's going on, man? What up, man? Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm happy you're able to kind of find time to uh, hop on the pod, learn a little bit more about you and learn a little bit more about uh, what Canacrew does. So I guess we can, I like just getting started with a basic intro, kind of who the guest is. And I always think the best way to uh, kind of introduce the guests is allow them to introduce themselves. So do you mind to kind of give a pretty much a basic summary if you were you? Uh, not at all. So uh, my name's Frankie. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, uh, or close to there. And uh, uh, I've been doing, working in the uh, cannabis industry not necessarily cannabis specifically, but in smoke shops and bong manufacturing and ancillary products for about six years now. And, um, you know, I've been uh, a smoke shop employee. I've been the manager of a store. I've uh, packed boxes in a warehouse for bongs, managed the glass blowers, done customer service, social media for a pretty reputable bong company. Um, and stuff like that. And then a couple of years ago, we decided to set out on our own with Canacrew to kind of uh, <clears throat> facilitate a need for a company I was working for. Uh, there was a little overlap there between Canacrew and my. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. My former employer, and uh, pretty much we created a community of cannabis smokers, pot smokers, stoners, <clears throat> an online community that... Uh, you know, helped us facilitate certain marketing and uh, data needs. Uh, the bond company that we couldn't necessarily do without it due to the advertising restrictions and stuff like that on social media and the internet for uh, uh, what they consider a tobacco product. So uh, just been kind of grinding in that space for a while. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see that, uh, you have the real world aspects and you have the real world kind of work that you've been doing and now you're kind of pushing it into web three with Canacrew. So um what kind of what kind of oh you obviously mentioned you worked for like a bond company. Was it anything was it like a uh, hand blown, like kinda like special K glass or how was that? So it's a little different. Uh, I worked for Zong graphics and blue dot and uh it's it's mostly tubes that come in a box. And they put them on lathes and uh, they have these gigantic, the torches they use are a lot bigger than what they use at Special K because uh, 
with the soft glass they use like the glory hole and then they grab a, a you know like a nice glob of, of uh, molten glass and blow it through a tube and and that's pretty dope uh, there is that element it's for smaller things rigs hand pipes things like that they call it table work uh, mm-hmm. but this is mostly use a machine and you feed this tube into a machine and then you heat it with a torch and blow through one end and then it kind of makes the shape so a lot of the they call it borosilicate glass which is most of the bongs you'd see on the shelf of the smoke shop that are like yeah. clear sometimes they'll have color or little adornments on them but um that uh they're more standardized there's not as much i mean there's a lot of creativity in the space right so you can make them i've seen a guy put noodles on his his uh his bong and it's pretty dope but uh they you know they the diameter of the tubes are standardized so there's only a handful of options for that and and stuff like that which is a little different yeah it's 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 kind of like a more highly like a high production uh, amount of bongs like you can crank out a lot more than something hand blown with that process yeah yeah and then also it's like one guy and he finishes the whole piece whereas with special k it's like a team working on a single piece which is actually really cool for me to see that given that all my experience is in the other way to watch like squad come together and do different parts of the bongs is pretty dope um but uh yeah so just a little different it's borosilicate they call it a boro for short mm-hmm. awesome awesome well it's kind of cool to see that uh there's many different aspects of this industry i mean i i got into web3 and i started learning about the cannabis industry through special k and uh, like through them, my mind was just blown by how many special aspects there are to certain cannabis products, as well as kind of um, just cannabis-based uh, memorabilia, you could say, and how and how everything's made like that. But um, when you were at this bond company, what was your kind of goal? Did you did you want the bond company to like increase sales? Did you, were you just a worker? Like, what was your kind of role with their uh, this company? Well, at first I was, I came on to kind of just help general help in the warehouse. Uh, it's the same owner of the smoke shop that I was working at, that I moved up in that owned the bong companies. So I uh, came in there, I was packing boxes, you know, bubble wrap and peanuts, which there's several videos out on the internet of me packing boxes and us dropping them off of giant ladders and kicking them down the street and stuff. <laughs> I know how to pack a bong, uh, no pun intended, but they uh i used to do that and pack boxes and then one day i was like you know we've got this uh social media that nobody really messes with and it's got a lot of hate mail on it um and uh, i let you should let me do that because i'm here in the warehouse every day i've got all the information i've got all the opportunity to film take pictures all of that and uh so they threw me the keys to that and it was kind of off to the races uh, we grew a lot and then um, the website was a little outdated as well. So I offered to create a new website and it is the website they still currently use. Um, and I ended up making three new websites, uh, one for each bond company that was kind of made in the same facility. Um, and uh, then at, while I was doing that kind of on the side and at home and on my own time, I was uh, gaining more responsibilities in the warehouse as well to where then I was, uh, instead of just packing boxes, I was lining up 
the orders for production, uh, you know, whoops, uh, creating the queue for production, uh, talking to customers, on, not only on the retail side from the website that uh, the new website that we had made uh, that was popping, um, but also with the wholesale customers uh, from the smoke shops and stuff. But uh, what really uh, set it off was in 2020 when COVID hit. Uh, all of our customers started, all of our smoke shop customers, which was the bread and butter for years, they uh, started closing and couldn't buy our product. They had orders they had placed, but they couldn't get fulfilled, right? We had almost no way of contacting a lot of these people when, once they closed their doors and uh, or they just call and cancel. <clears throat> so uh, the retail really exploded in 2020 and they made like $300,000 or something where it wow two years two years prior it was like 10 grand from the website so it was a pretty big jump um with that so by the end of it i was kind of doing uh, a lot for uh the company so yeah you kind of you kind of started you kind of have everyone's dream of starting from the bottom or at least like a basic beginner area and then eventually kind of rising up more into important roles inside the business and stuff like that that's really cool to see really cool to see you kind of worked your way up and talking about like when they allowed you to do your use the social media and kind of like you said gave you the keys to that like um me personally i'm trying to do a little bit of social media marketing i'm kind of trying to grow my brand as well as maybe do that as a full-time job do you have any tips for kind of growing a brand on social media and just kind of using social media marketing in general uh, consistency is key. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned uh, in life, really, uh, that is very uh, useful and impactful on social media. Like if you say you're going to do a thing every day, then do the thing every day. And and uh, like right now we do a wake and bake Facebook uh, live and, and we chose Facebook on purpose for a few reasons. But as Canna Crew, the Canna Kid goes on, uh, which is the homie he's who helped start it all. He uh um, goes live on Facebook every day, smokes with people and they, and they just love it. You know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, it's very authentic. He's just himself and, and talking to people and, and it's just that simple and, and people really enjoy it and they come back and they always want more. And it's a short thing. It's like 20 minutes, but he does it every day around the same time. They watch the sunrise kind of deal. Um, but, but that's to when we started really, uh, diving in on social media that's kind of what we were doing it's a similar thing i was going live every day at 4 20 and smoking bowls with random people on the internet and uh <laughs> it just kind of snowballed because i was there every day at 4 20 every day and then i'm not very punctual especially with time like that's a big one for me <laughs> so like uh uh, you know, I'd be a little five minutes late and people would be like, ah, where have you been? And it just kind of added to the, my personality for these people, you know, they, they knew me a little better and, and, uh, it was all just, uh, more relatable. And, and that's kind of, uh, that connection right there, uh, with the audience is, is everything. I think that's the whole reason why they would turn on your thing as opposed to somebody else's. Cause I mean, yeah, exactly. Like they're constantly yeah. seeing your face every day. They trust your brand. They trust you. And like, just like, just when they trust you, they end up trusting the stuff you talk about and 
they end up kind of forming a bond with you. That makes sense. That's really cool. Yeah, and I mean, and even not on trust, like, uh, like even if it's just purely entertainment, you know, like uh, it, the reason why you like the characters you like in a show is because you see them a lot, and and they've the things that they've said or done resonate with you, and you you feel something from you enjoy it because you don't have that or you enjoy it because you it reminds you of yourself or somebody else or something and like there's just a whole human element to people watching and consuming content and uh the more you're a human right uh the less you are just a company or something you know and and that's just a, lot a voice like they actually think of you yeah. as a person yeah and they're like uh you know, they'd be like, "Oh, Mike's live! I, I gotta go see him." <laughs> you know, like, "Yeah, yeah, my yeah boy!" Yeah. Last time it was dope, and whatever, and carrying conversations or find something in the world. They've been as a question or an input into something you were talking about three days ago. It's, it's, uh, it all just kind of compounds on itself, and and I think that's why consistency is so important because even if it's something mundane that you do but you do it all the time and there's never like a gap gaps hurt because you got to like climb back up especially with social media you're dealing with algorithms and uh, they're all different on all the platforms but one thing is if you're continuously making content and people are interacting with it then you're going to get in front of more people and you're going to get in front of those same people again because that's a big thing too it's like someone can see it one time and never see it again but if you're hammering it away every day there's a better chance that they see it every day. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think I, especially on that sentiment, um, I used to host the, the nightly toke with special K and like every night, like people would start to remember who I was. People would start to remember special K and I'd see a lot of familiar faces. So yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Hopefully I can do, uh, something like that in the future when I get more time on my hands so I can kind of increase, uh, uh, my audience and stuff like that, especially with just the continuation of being there every day in the repetition of some type of uh just some type of community building if that makes sense but kind of on to community aspects and especially with what you do with canna crew it's massive on community that's like the main point of why canna crew was uh kind of created so can you give a brief uh definite or pretty much just explanation of what canna crew is and kind of where it came from so we started when I started doing the social media and stuff for that bond company. Uh, that's kind of when Canaker was born because I was seeing a lot. I was consuming a lot of content about uh, digital marketing and and content creation and all that kind of stuff. And one of the big things at the time was buying Facebook and Instagram ads. Uh, we couldn't do that as zong right like we weren't allowed to do that because we're a tobacco product technically and uh we're excluded from that so uh they there's a caveat in the facebook terms that says you can't post things about cigars in advertisements but like a cigar connoisseurs club could do advertisements so i'm like all right well then we need a weed smokers club right and we'll do it like that and we already knew it was kind of risky because it's weed not tobacco right so there's already that kind of distinction that would keep us out even if it was just a consumers club uh but we went for it anyways and started doing the canna crew thing that the first real big thing we did was go to uh um there's this local event called the earl cup 
and we rolled out there, set up a table. Someone let us in their booth and uh, we were just out there giving people rips uh, out of this six foot bong and filming them and asking them a couple questions like about cannabis and uh, getting their reaction to the bong and then having them smoking it and whatever. And then that was our content get for the, for the event, but people were super stoked, right? Like who you're walking around this weed festival and someone's like, you want to rip this six foot bong? Like, (laughs) There's a lot of people that say yes to that and they're super into it. And a lot of people enjoy watching somebody else do that. Um, So, we we kind of tried to be this thing that uh the faceless corporation or company or whatever you want to call it uh can't do you know like i was just saying like can't be there's not like a face there's not like a human element to that all the time so canicrew was created to be that uh and it wasn't very long after like when we started doing the lives in 2020 every day at 420 uh, it was so popular because there were so many people looking at Instagram lives at that time that, um, you know, we extended it an hour and that second hour was the can crew hour because, and then eventually we kind of phased it out of the Zong thing because the owner, it was a little risky. Like we were up there smoking, you know, and, and the risk of getting accounts shut down or getting some unwanted attention. So we kind of phased it out of the, company platform and put it into the Canacrew platform and then just kind of wrote it out as long as possible. And, um, so that, I mean, that's kind of what Canacrew was. We kind of did the dirty work in terms of marketing and advertising for these companies, um, until there was kind of a disconnect between the community and the company. And then I decided to go with the community over the company. Uh, and we just kept rolling and there's a lot of reasons for that, but um so now we're just the community like you like you said that's the main focus that was the main focus from the jump and uh, it still is the main focus and my only regret is that i didn't utilize discord sooner <laughs> because uh if uh it's a great like and i hate using this term the like the marketing funnel but it is kind of like that and discord is really cool because we're pulling people from facebook we're pulling people from instagram from twitter from tiktok we've had a few rounds on tiktok where we've done really well before we got kicked off and um uh, and it's really cool and we can because we are in cannabis we have that risk of getting kicked off any platform at any given time for violating terms uh and uh, discord kind of ha- gives us a place to keep the community together and and get more organized and to do stuff, which we've started doing events locally. Uh, we've really shifted in. We, we have a pretty national appeal and a lot of people in Canada and Australia, but uh, we've shifted to do a lot of focus on Arizona kind of because we can out, actually be out there in the street hanging out with folks and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of surprised me talking about the social media aspect, like, with how um, like strict they are on shutting the like not allowing people with cannabis and cannabis related products to really have like a platform of growth, that surprised me that the platforms really aren't allowing that. Just because normally they're like left or leaning and they're more open to stuff, but maybe hopefully soon with some of the laws that are coming out, it will eventually be kind of open to everyone. Um, yeah. Obviously, maybe some platforms don't want that just splattered 
all over their platform even though like it wouldn't be because like based off tiktok if you like a few tiktok videos your entire feed is gonna be like that so not everyone's yeah. feed's gonna be weed not everyone's feed's gonna be whatever topic they like so like especially the social media is so important in the game we are or in the game that we're in and i'm, I'm really hoping that like brands like canna crew and many like it can start to kind of grow on social media so you can see some even better community like bonding if that makes sense 100 percent, and and i think that's why you see like instagram's old news right now it's it's dying a slow death and uh but like the cannabis online cannabis community is a, all like almost 100 percent on instagram mm-hmm. like yeah. uh that's because they let us right like there were people back in the day getting a lot of flack on YouTube. So these people went out and created the weed tube and it's pretty much a YouTube clone kind of thing. Uh, that's for weed smokers, right? I don't, it's obviously isn't as big as YouTube or any of the other mainstream social media platforms, but it just shows you that there is that much of a strain on the cannabis community online that they do have to go out and like create new platforms and all that stuff. Obviously Twitter lets you do damn near anything (laughs) on on there. So that's not really an issue, but um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that kind of thing. And, and there is kind of uh, I wouldn't say a persecution, but they're definitely not cool with the shit, which I'm, I think is kind of understandable. There's a lot of kids on platforms and whatnot but i think that there could potentially be like a better 18 and up filtration or something you know uh like yeah. reddit reddit lets you mark stuff nsfw and then as a reddit user you can disallow that content you know so like that kind of tool could be utilized on other platforms potentially and open them up but mm-hmm. maybe I you mean, can have like a age verification on certain platforms or something like that potentially like you to link up with certain accounts maybe Mm -hmm. um but uh i'd say that it's not we do get a couple kids every now and then trying to uh mess with us but it doesn't really happen a lot like our events are 21 and up uh i mean it's just we're older so we're older people are more relatable that you know like are they more they we're more relatable to them uh there's not a lot like I don't know. I, I don't think there's a lot of high school kids that are like, yeah, I mean, maybe I, well, I'm not them. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like we get a whole bunch of them. So, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. They, they tripping Zuck's tripping. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, I think they're kind of shooting themselves in the leg by not allowing this kind of massive sector of people on social media to kind of prosper and grow together. But Anyway, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Twitter, and that's why I continually uh, use Twitter. But kind of back on Canon Crew, what are the many type of aspects that are underneath the Canon Crew umbrella? Obviously, we have Canon Gaming and anything else. Like, feel free to explain all that. Well, uh, for the same reason, we started Canon Crew with uh, the intent to advertise for the Bong Company, which that didn't end up working because at some point we just decided to at first we didn't put like anybody smoking on the pages or on the social media or on the website or anything and then at some point we were just kind of like yeah you know what fuck it let's do it and and uh even before because we weren't allowed to advertise uh, the master plan to have this cannabis consumers club 
and do paid advertisement with it didn't work like they weren't into that facebook didn't like that so uh we weren't allowed to do that so we're like all right let's post smoking content on there and then let's do the same concept but with clothes so we created trapperdanclothing.com and uh, trapperdan is a name that we've been using in other uh, areas for a while just kind of as a funny fun uh like if we needed a brand name we'd call it trapper dan just because it's nice like dapper dan um but uh so we created trapper dan clothing and that's just all clothes so we can do paid advertisements with trapper dan there's never any smoking on there it's all clothing bada bing bada boom it's his own thing and we're gonna start opening that up to people in our community that are active or or in on the nft project or anything like that and create uh where they can create their own shirts and their own merch. And we would host it on Trapper Dan clothing for them to kind of be their little store, their outlet. And, uh, the other, another aspect is blow.glass, which is a online smoke shop It's blo.glass. And, uh, it's just that online smoke shop. We had some can of crew bongs we put on there. We've had some other pipes we've had made locally or bowls and stuff we've put on there haven't put a lot of focus on blow because the can of crew thing is a lot and we've been putting a lot of energy into that uh, but it's there and it exists and and the through the nft project we have a uh we'll have a resurgence for blow we have a new kind of thing we want to do with that um uh, what else the kgl you'd mentioned can of gaming league that one is uh, pretty dope that's like it's almost its own separate community at this point we started doing that in the same time as we started doing the live so 2020 was a busy year for us and uh, the kgl's and it just finished its third season it's a call of duty gaming league we follow the pros so when the, when they switch games we switch games pretty much when the new ones come out and uh, we just had I don't know, throughout the season last year, we had maybe 30 different teams play. It culminated in a eight game, eight team playoff uh, bracket. And uh, we crowned a winner. They won 700 bucks and they each got a bong from Special K uh, as a trophy. So that was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, those are the kind of, we call them alternates or subsidiaries, not really subsidiaries but they're like our alts are these other Trapper Dan, Blow, KGL. Um, yeah, and then there's a new thing that we've been kind of working on for a while, uh, which is more of uh, information for Arizona smokers. When's the next cannabis-friendly event? New dispensary pops up. Uh, local relevant podcast clips, stuff like that we've been putting on there to kind of... Uh, help us cultivate community outside of our social media reach, right? We've been really focused on social media and online stuff and recruiting people that way and getting them into the fold. But now we're really focusing on boots to the ground, go talk to all these other people in the cannabis industry that, that aren't coming, you know, that aren't finding Canacrew. We're going to go find them and we're going to try to like, it's really clicky here in Arizona. I've noticed with the cannabis community, like you'll have, these guys over here don't talk to those fools over there and they, these women they don't fuck with these people and and everyone's real secular trying to do their own thing and become the next big thing and so uh we've kind of made it our goal to unite them all you know uh everyone should just be friends smoke a bowl and hang out kind of thing so we've we've started to be super collaborative with others 
and bring them into our events, go to their things and perform functions. If it's a bong rip contest or uh, a toy drive for women's shelter, we're trying figuring out ways to get our foot in the door at other people's stuff and bring them some value as the event throwers and then also the event goers. So, uh, you know, entering a whole new kind of phase for the crew, I guess. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, are you all, um, it's hard, it's kind of hard to focus on which one you kind of like the most. Cause it's kind of like, I got bet Cannon crew is kind of like your children. You can't really pick exactly one, but if you had to, like, what are you, what are you most proud of about creating or bringing to life? Uh, I really like that there's people that have been riding with us for like three years on this can of crew thing. And then they're like my homies now and we like hang out and stuff. I think that's super dope. I think uh, that core thing is what kind of brings others into the fold, at least locally. They're like, yo, I want to come to the next skunk sesh or whatever. And, and uh, so that's pretty dope. But I, I, I really love this can of gaming league. It's, it doesn't really fit in, I guess, with the Canna Crew deal. It did at first because it was pretty much after I do the Smoke a Bowl lives, people would be like, oh, I'm going to go hop on some COD. Who's trying to play? Whoop de doo. And I'm like, COD, what the hell is COD? And uh, <laughs> like, Call of Duty, fool. I'm like, oh, shit. And uh, we organized the tournament for bongs as the trophies and there was hell of people because everyone was quarantined but it was hell of people were into it and then we're like you know what there's a lot of hype we don't know how long everyone's gonna be locked down let's make a whole league and uh, we've just been grinding it yo i think that that gets most of my lifetime because i like cast all the games like a sports commentator and we stream them on twitch every single game between all the teams which these other online leagues don't really do. They stream like one game a week or something like that. And uh, I don't know. The people are that are there, like they're so excited. We did the tournament and then everyone's talking mad shit to the winning team and to the team that came in second because they were talking big. And uh, everyone's like, oh, I'll see you in in uh, the next season. Like we're going to grind it for Modern Warfare 2. And, and uh, it... I don't know. It's a whole, it's all based on competition. So it's different kind of vibe than can crew, but it's, uh, I played sports growing up, you know, and, and I like to win who doesn't like to win when they play things, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not like overly competitive, but it's a definitely feeds a different kind of side of, of the, of, uh, my, I guess myself, but of people in general, right. It's, it's all competition, it's i don't know it's interesting and for me to not actually be in there but to be the facilitator thereof and to have these people come i I feel like vince mcmahon and uh and they got all these personalities coming in and clashing with each other and and new i I don't know it's it's uh it's just different the kgl so I, i really like i wouldn't say it's my favorite but i really like it and i think that from a Canna crew perspective, it gets overlooked. I think that people in the crew, the Canna crew people have a lot of them have no idea that the KGL even exists or to what extent, but uh, conversely, it's not true. All the KGL people know all the Canna crew stuff. They might not be into it, but they are aware of it. And they know that that uh, KGL comes from that, right? Like, yeah. Um, 
it, I don't know. It's interesting. So I get excited yeah. about the field a lot. No, I, no, I can just like I can I can almost feel the passion like in your voice uh, about Canon Crew and about the future and what you want to do. And obviously, Canon Games is some of the most unique thing I've heard about. Kind of bringing people together in this community. And I think the most important part. I've said this multiple times on multiple interviews, but it's community building. And that's yeah. exactly what you're here to do. And that's why I'm kind of, I'm loving having you on the podcast today, but talking about community, let's talk about the future of community and stuff like that. What are your kind of, what are your future goals? What are your dreams? What do you want Canna Crew to become? I definitely want Canna Crew to be pretty much just what it is, just to keep on rolling. Uh, eventually there's going to be a clubhouse. That's a big goal of ours and the NFT project helps us get there. And uh, we're seeing a lot of people try to make events and do these cool things in the community, but it's hard to find a place or they're expensive. And we think that the clubhouse will allow us in that same collaborative uh, spirit to uh, allow these people to do their things in our house. You know, we can create a place for them. Um, so I guess that there's, there's a couple things that I've really been thinking about lately uh, I'm definitely like, uh, uh, rebel order Jedi kind of over the, <laughs> the empire kind of deal. Little guy, versus big <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. In, in the cannabis industry, it's been restricted for so long and they kind of, you know, pushed out legalization for so long that it's really got this, uh, crony kind of element to it where, it's really hard to get into the business with weed directly at having a dispensary or anything like that. And uh, it's very restrictive and very costly. So it's got this kind of local dispensaries that we, we started getting them in 2012, I believe. And uh, like half of them now have been bought up by out of state weed companies. And it's just like this big, uh, corporate behemoth now with a handful of players and um, I think a big way to kind of push back against that is a lot of the people in a similar situation to us they go and they try to buddy up with dispensaries and get them as sponsors and and funnel people to their stores and and I think what we're going to focus on is more empowering the individual to do their own thing and uh, we're all allowed to grow six plants so we're going to kind of figure out a way to uh, maximize that potential in everybody right so we can kind of be in control of our own stuff and uh, there's a big thing where people uh, like they just require testing cannabis products that come out of Arizona so everyone has to get a third party test before they put a product on the shelf and that's revealing a lot of stuff a lot of stuff that people had already thought but could be what were unvalidated like uh you know just contaminants in your product and there's a lot of different ways when you process cannabis into oils and edibles and smokables and all of that there's a lot of different areas where there can be some weird stuff going on uh, like one got busted for using a whole bunch of pesticides that were still found in their buds uh there's like mites in the concentrates or moldy stuff or whatever it doesn't happen all the time but it is there and the testing helps us find it but we could be completely immune to that if we were just kind of doing our own thing at home and uh, so we're looking at a way to kind of cultivate a grower's environment no no again no pun intended but um, 
that's uh that's a big one so i guess just growing the community uh, as it is right now and adding these uh i don't know these uh because I, I really think like if we're empowering individuals to grow and do their own weed thing and it's like a hobby and then they like compare with other people and trade with other people or whatever uh like that to me sounds super like community like that could be anything not just growing weed but um so i think that just fits in perfect and then we create the venue where everyone can come together and bada bing bada boom like we're doing the same thing just on a bigger scale and uh i i think that's that's a big goal of of ours yeah yeah it's really cool i i I like how you're constantly pushing towards community i mean i i'm beating a dead horse at this point but like just as long as you're keep building that community keep bringing people together not only will the community grow but so will your company and so will can accrue so um that's kind of all i have for you today i can't thank you enough for coming on taking time out of your day but if there's anything else you'd like to tell the audience i'd like to kind of give you the floor maybe give a shout out to anyone give a shout out to anything and also let the audience know where they can join canon crew and how they can kind of just uh join the community for sure well definitely i want to uh shill the project a little bit but it's the og skunks we're on the cardano blockchain and uh, the goal is right now there's 420 skunks we haven't really been pushing them a lot but we're just starting to we've got all our core people have a skunk and we do these monthly skunk sessions in arizona but uh, there's utility outside of that we are uh, the skunk is kind of like your membership to the inner portion of the crew you'll help us decide things that we do if you want you'll have more access to us we have gated channels on discord um you get into all of our events for free kind of thing you get the vip treatment the skunks kind of run the show this uh, we're getting into other people's events so the skunks would help you get into those uh, on we're currently building a dap and we're going to create an online smoke shop that'll accept ada uh, where we'll be able to sell all of our products from Trapper Dan to Blow. Uh, we're going to create on the DAP. We'll also have a function to allow people to gamble on KGL games. Or right now they do on Twitch using Twitch points, the, uh, the viewer points. So we're going to create a crypto element to that to kind of keep it spicy. And, and there's a, I have a plan on how to kind of give some of that uh, percentage of those proceeds back to the players and, and team owners and stuff like that to kind of give it a little longevity and maybe help it kind of boost itself. I guess it's an idea we're going to try. Um, <clears throat> so the skunk gets you in on that at the, at some point we were using all the money from the skunks to develop the DAP and to get ourselves into position to do a bigger NFT drop. That will be the funding of the clubhouse that we want to make so that's it's like a multi-phase plan um and uh and and so that's what we're doing that kind of built that's the future that's the of the can crew that's the building the community it's all the same thing like you're saying like it's all about the people involved and uh as far as people like uh, i've been grinding this for a few years uh the homie gilbert aka the canna kid has been right there the whole time my cousin dom uh, polo he's been right there pretty much just as long and uh, we've just been kind of grinding this this thing out uh pretty hardcore 
but uh, we wouldn't have been able to get this far if it wasn't for those people I was referencing earlier that have been with us since 2020. And, uh, you know, we got Bong Blazer, who's big in the Special K community, Vinny, Dabarino. We got new people that are killing the game, like Matt. And, uh, I mean, it's just... People come in, they get excited, they stick around and hang out. And and that's, we're just trying to do that for as many people as possible. <laughs> but uh, definitely, uh, it's for us, it's more of a quality game than a numbers game. So we're not afraid to go slow. We're not afraid to do a 420 piece project as opposed to a 10,000. You know, we're not a, um, afraid to go to a different chain because we think it's going to, our DAP is going to be better and cheaper for the user. You know, like, uh, we're just all about putting one step in front of the other and not falling off the ledge uh, as opposed to like trying to run across as fast, if that makes sense. <laughs> and, uh, so if you're trying to get involved and you want to come smoke with us on discord, it's canacrew.com slash discord. It's canacrew with K's K A N N A K R E W. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're on all social media platforms as canacrew or canacrew TV. There's a couple Twitch and, uh, TikTok. We've gotten kicked off TikTok so many times. We had to change the name. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we're doing, man. We're just doing our thing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, man, I, I, I can't thank you enough. If anyone in the audience is listening, definitely go check out Cannon Crew. Do everything he said about joining uh, the Discord, joining, uh, joining them on any social media platforms. And if you want to continue to support Frankie, obviously, just like I said, uh, do that. But also share this episode with a friend. Let Help other people learn about what Cannon Crew is doing and, and uh, what their goal is to bring communities together. But also, if you want to help support the podcast, I'd love for you all to uh, share this podcast with your friends, just like I mentioned earlier. But also follow us on our different social media platforms, whether that be Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. It'd mean the world if you all kind of follow us on there and continue to kind of help prosper this goal of building and bringing people together. So that's all I have for you all today. Um, Frankie, thank you again so much. And just, I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Max, glad to be here. Thank you.